0: Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Welcome life group leaders to the sixth and final week of On the Table, looking at our series at Questions that often confront Christianity. I love the question that we're going to be looking at today, the path of deconstruction. What do I do with my doubts? This is going to be a really helpful conversation um, in our life groups. And of course, a very equipping message this weekend uh, for America across all of our congregations. Uh, I'm not here alone. Fear not. I've got our Discipleship Pastor down at Oceanside, Mr. Memnioki, hanging out with us today. Maybe you should fear. Maybe you should fear. I don't no. know. Maybe not. <laughs> trepidation. But hello from San Diego County. That's what I'm talking about. North San Diego County. North San Diego. North he, County. Do people make that distinction down there? Is oh, that a lot of things? Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, North County. We yeah. just call it North County. Yeah. I've never lived down there, but, uh, yeah. but I've been in Southern California enough to know that you need to identify which part of San Diego County you're in.
1: Yeah, but now it's confusing because now in Orange County, you also yeah. have a North County. So which one are we talking about? Yeah, I don't yeah. hear
0: that one as much. Like really? I, in Orange County, you hear much more like South County. Okay. South County. Interesting. Like Mr. Viejo Southwards. Or whatever. Oh. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. Who knows? Okay. So, we might be doubting ourselves here. Yeah, yeah. This isn't my, oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> Downing the doubts. That's what I'm talking about. Um, hey, before we jump in into the um, the questions and a, a little bit of an overview of the sermon, just a couple of things, uh, program notes for you. Last week, we had um, Gloria on here, and we uh, during the message, we looked at justice. What does justice mean? How is it defined, and how do we outwork it? Uh, and so I hope that you're doing what we did in our life group last week. We looked at all the serve opportunities, and we, we've we got ours uh, uh, scheduled and ready to go. But Nielke, you might be happy to. We're going into Camp Pendleton. We're doing the military uh, serve barbecue down there with our life Oh, that's group. amazing. That's in so March. fun. Yeah, that's so fun. Can't wait to do that. So yeah. life groups, I want to encourage you. If you haven't already signed up for your group to serve all together with a local outreach opportunity, get it. Yeah. Let's jump in. Let's do, do justice. It. That's it. Do the thing. Yeah. And then finally, um, this weekend, I'm here from Mariners Irvine, at least after our 1130 service, I'm hosting a workshop called Doubting My Doubts with some other members of our community. Uh, some of you may know Susan Lim. She's a key part of our church and she's a professor. Uh Richard Park is also a local, local professor, then some other members of our team to do a panel, workshop, discussion on on doubts. Um all of them have, like many of us, have a unique story attached to so their growing through doubts. And they're gonna share that and we're gonna have some time for interaction, learning together, ask some questions. Um so right after thirty service in the upper room, we would love to see you there. And um, if you're thinking it's Super Bowl Sunday, guess what? I, I am fully aware because uh, I happen to be <laughs> a ginormous, not the most important thing about me, a ginormous Niner fan. And so I'll be home watching that too. But uh, we're going to be done by 2 o'clock. So from about 1245 to 2, and then you can get on and, and hopefully watch the Niners beat the Chiefs this weekend. Although I am doubting myself on that one, to be honest with you. I pretty can show up really true. pretty. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. All <laughs> right. We're not here talking about the Super Bowl. We're here to talk about the message. Why don't we jump on in, jump on into it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with the lean in. Lean in is a good place to start. Yeah. And then we'll work our way through the interactive with the message through, through the question. So describe a time when you've changed your mind about something. Maybe we should ask our wife that, oh, that question. God. Or there's a, a secondary question. What's something you grew up thinking that was normal, but was, you later found out was not normal? You can go all kinds of different There's places. So with these yeah, questions.
1: yeah, and and the nature of like our our whole society right now changes so quickly. Like yeah. you go through changes on such a regular basis. But I can I can uh, count on my hand how many times I've like chosen to change my style. Yeah, yeah. Meaning like it's a so like when I was 16, I made a decision. When I got to college, I made a decision, and then when I got to be in a real adult like job out of my parents' home. Not saying that you're not. But yes, made a decision. Um, and each of those times was a significant like change that happened to me because,
0: sure. yeah. 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 I could think of a lot of surfacy things, you yeah. know, of musical style and choice. Yeah. You know, I don't like country music. Oh, well, actually, this isn't that bad. I still don't like country music, but I might be a little bit of <laughs> this it. kind of genre <laughs> yeah. of country music, like yeah. food choices. And, yeah. You know, eating more diverse food and loving Thai food and those yeah. kinds of things Like maybe they didn't grow up eating. I was that kid, like, after church on Sunday with my parents. This is so bad we would go to the Chinese restaurant and we would demand to like have McDonald's stop. <laughs> I know that's so bad.
1: It's some
0: such good food, especially given where we grew up in the Bay area where there's so many great Chinese oh. like, like down here, it's like, what were we thinking? Yeah. What were we thinking? So we don't make that same mistake with our kids, but it's so funny, right? Like how we can <laughs> almost be tunnel vision on our experiences, our preferences and our backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And we find that actually there's room for growth mm-hmm. and we should be afraid of growth and, and growing and developing yeah. um, and part of growth as we're going to look at today is like an earnest investigation about what we believe, how we believe it, yeah. and why we believe it. Like yeah. that's a normative process of what it means to grow and yeah. following Jesus is growing through
1: our doubts. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there's even times where you think about you're working on a project and you're trying to figure out how to get there and the best way to get there is by asking questions about what you're trying to achieve yeah. and by answering those questions by researching around it it usually leads you to the best result um and i think that's what how we have to look at our faith a lot of times it's like right. we ask the right questions along the way but also go to the right sources to get your 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 answers your
0: guidance Right. Um, and it will often lead you to a stronger deeper faith that's it yeah. absolutely we shouldn't be afraid we shouldn't be afraid of that it's um when we're not pressing in or when we feel like ashamed or not allowed to voice that is when we often detach from community, we hide in guilt and shame. We build an identity around our doubts. I think we're the only people that have it. And sometimes there's environments where people are probably shamed for their doubts. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad we're not in that space. Yeah. We're not in that space, but to voice that and in voicing that you find commonality with other people Mm -hmm. and you also can find a common growth. Really good. Uh, Well, we're going to interact with the passage here and then we'll, uh, make some references into the sermon that um, this is the anchor passage that Eric teaches from this weekend. It's um, a famous passage. I mean, they're all famous. It's God's Word. It's a great passage. It's a famously often um, confused passage. It's an interesting one to try to um, understand. So we're going to read it. This is John, John's Gospel, John's chapter 6, um, 60 through 70. Some context here, um, Jesus is interacting with his disciples. I think this follows after the feeding of the 5,000. 5, in other miracle works that he's done. And so there's a crowd that's following him and curious about who he is. And so he's talking to them and he's also talking to the disciples. Uh he says this, therefore, uh when many of his disciples heard this, and this is following um following the the feeding of the multitude of bread about uh what what's the phrase that he says, you've got to eat my body and drink in and my drink blood. my blood. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. whoa. I didn't, you, I didn't sign up for this <laughs> now is he, is he meaning that in a literal sense no what what is he meaning? he's meaning i fed them i fed them f- physically mm-hmm. right through the feeding of the multitudes of the fish of the loaves and all of that but also you, you need to feed on me like spiritually Virtually. don't just it's not just a transactional thing yeah but let me my, my body my presence become your nourishment mm-hmm. like the thing that fuels your life, like mm-hmm. receive, receive, receive me. Yeah. Not just the stuff I do, but receive, receive me. Uh, so he says this, um, after the disciples heard this, he says this teaching is hard, who can accept it? Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, asked them, does this offend you? I love that. So first there's even a question, right? There's, there, and how you hear that is important. Is not yeah. Jesus like, does this offend you? Like get your stuff together, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like. That's the same thing, drawing them out. Then um, what if you were to observe the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words I have spoken to you are of spirit and of life. But there are some among you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning those who did not believe, and the one who would betray him. Who's the one that we're talking about there? Judas. We got it right. It's Judas. That's right. He said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by the Father. Then verse 66, from that moment, many of his disciples turned back and no longer accompanied him. So Jesus said to the 12, the 12, you you don't want to go away too, do you? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus replied to them, didn't I choose you, the 12, yet one of you, speaking of Jesus, Judas again, is is, is a devil. Okay, lots going on in this passage. Yeah. Why, why do you think we're teaching from this passage when we come to a conversation about deconstruction and doubts? What are things that we can glean from this passage? What, what's important for us here?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing is to understand Jesus' posture. You know, like mm-hmm. the like you picked up on on earlier is that um our, our Lord, our savior, um, our God is not afraid to ask questions and for us to ask questions of Him. Yeah. Um, I think the the second thing is to to really uh be aware that the message of the gospel is something that God reveals as somebody, you know, dives into and fills the spirit calling to them. Yeah. And and that's what the word says. Like the spirit has to reveal this totally to you and so if somebody's not tuned to the spirit or is pushing it out you can't even believe on your own that's right. a gift of grace that's given to you and and god wants to bestow that gift i believe yeah. to everyone but yeah. the fact that you're receiving that gift is another thing that's right um and then the 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 final part is that uh we did have somebody within the fold that was that was struggling in yeah. a, in judas like and and to
0: see that um yeah yeah yeah, that that he was, he was there. Yeah. He was, he was with, 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 with it. Yes. Right. And Jesus knew obviously where Judas was going to go, what the outcome was, was going, was going to be. Right. But he was still a part of like following, following Jesus. Yeah. And so there are some that will follow Jesus that will depart, completely depart, like, like Judas did. And yeah. then there's others here, like Peter, and we know Peter's story, Peter, the denier yeah. is restored. Who Jesus says on your confession, Peter, I will I'm going to build this church. Yeah. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, somebody who had significant doubts and publicly, like talk, talk, talks about them. Yeah. yet Jesus restores him. Yeah, and so there's a difference there, isn't there, between um, Peter who's uh, wrestling through his doubts and mm-hmm. and versus a Judas who uses Jesus for his own agenda. Yeah, right, and yeah. and totally betrays and walks away on on his own. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in the, in the message, I want to just want to hit on these these categories that Eric walks us through, because actually you can see these categories all through this passage. And I think this is really, I love this. I was saying, like, I've heard a lot of different conversations on deconstruction and doubt, but I think these categories that Eric walks us through really, really helpful. And I want to encourage you in your life groups, revisit these, write these down, get the definitions and then have a conversation about these different categories um, he says, basically, everyone who uses the word deconstruction is not using that word in the same way. <laughs> deconstruction has an original meaning in an academic um, context, which he walks through the message. Um, it, it, it's a buzzword, right? We hear that all the time. Like, how are you doing? What's, I'm just kind of deconstructing. Well, what do we mean? What should that? we mean by that? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I love these categories that he gives us here. The first one, uh, disbelieving, not yet placing one's faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you could say that um, in this situation and throughout the Gospels, often that that's the crowd. You know, I, we don't really know who he is. We're just kind of following, but we we heard he's a miracle worker that does some stuff, and we'll see what he's going to do. We'll see what he's going to. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not quite there yet. And you often see the crowds that draw near and they draw away. Yeah. draw near and they draw away. They, yeah, they see what he does and then they hear the message and like ah, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Um, then there's a departing, um, the departing or the deconstruction, deconstructing those that are leaving Christ or the faith once delivered from all. That there is a space where you are no longer believing um, the foundational truths of Orthodox Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that you don't you're not wrestling the doubts with them, but where you've completely rejected rejected them. Yeah, I'm not following. Yeah. I want to be there. I don't yeah. care about the community. Yeah. Right, and and departing. Thirdly, doubting, wrestling intellectually with aspects of what you believe. Uh, fourthly, disentangling, separating unbiblical beliefs. From your faith. So things that could be influenced by by culture, where you grew up, mm-hmm. um maybe even a specific kind of church that you were up in that had maybe an unhealthy emphasis on on things that weren't correct, sound biblical teachings. So yeah. you're separating unbiblical beliefs and then disenculturating, separating cultural expressions from your faith that are just maybe rooted in a particular culture or region. Um so th- I think these are really helpful categories. Anything you want to say on these different Different categories here. Yeah, I, it's interesting because as I see the
1: bottom, the last three categories, the doubting, the disentangling, the disenculturating, yeah. I could see some of those things happening in my life um, or in the life of my friends pretty significantly. Um, there was a time when um, I was growing up, I was in college, mm-hmm. and um, I had a somebody tell me God said this, and I said, okay, I think God is saying that to us both. And uh, a few months later, they said, nope i don't think god is saying that anymore and i was stuck holding whatever we were working on going Mm -hmm. are we not hearing from the same god Mm -hmm. and then you know that turned me into saying doubting that god can speak the same to everyone like is that a real true god that we are following so that doubt entered there and i wrestled i actually got pretty angry yeah um but then God spoke to me in the question through very many occurrences where like, no, when when two people are really aligned with who he is right. and what he desires, I um and then that becomes our desires and we're functioning from there and that's where God really speaks from. He doesn't yeah. speak from our desires, he speaks from his will. Right. And so that changed my mind. But I had to go through that doubting journey. Yeah. And on the flip side, disinculcerating you ever gone on a mission trip to a foreign country yeah. you an experienced wow. church mm-hmm. there where they have very few resources no lights no sound but the worship seems more i think about haiti two-hour worship service and you're sitting there going like is this what heaven is going to be like because right. if it is i'm all in and then coming back and realizing that there's aspects in our own worship that need to be removed from the concert or the show aspect of it right um that's the disinculturating i think a lot of people that go to mission trips end up going through but those Two things did not separate me from yeah. following Jesus and pursuing Him deeper. It actually led me to ask more questions: or how can I lean into Jesus
0: more? Yeah, not further away. Right. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, That's super helpful. That's super helpful. And and then you see that within this passage too. Right. Again, yeah. the crowds would be those that departing, disbelieving, um, and then you see Peter is somebody who's disentangling his faith from um, certain aspects of of his culture, tr- yeah. tradition, yeah. and trying to don't now understand and believe that, okay, Jesus is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Like we put our faith in him. And like what are the implications um, of, of that? Disenculturating with that as well. Disentangling his, his, his certain beliefs too. Uh, but I love what you're, you're saying like the posture of he's stuck, he stuck with Jesus. And so mm-hmm. there's something that we can learn to that. Like when he says, where else can I go? You hold the words of life. Yeah, It's like, well, I'm still relentlessly holding on to who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. His message His presence in my life. And I'm doubting towards him versus doubting, you know, away, away from them, and yeah. I think that's we see that a lot with doubt, where it drives people away in, in isolation, maybe because of fear or shame, or maybe they're overwhelmed with it. Yeah, and then that's where, you know, the enemy can really have a foothold, right? Yes, when we step out in those kinds of yeah. things. So that's great. Yeah. Um Okay, let's let's move along here to the to the lookout section. So interact with the passage, interact with it through the lens of those different categories that Eric defines um through the through the sermon, and then we get to the lookout. And the questions here: are, Do you know someone? who is currently departing or deconstructing or disentangling? What does their process look like? What might Jesus want to ask them, speak to them or offer to them in their process? Really good questions. You could probably frame it in a, in a different way. You could say, um, yeah, somebody in your life where you've seen has gone through a process of wrestling through doubts or deconstruction. What, what does that look like? What would your word and encouragement be to that person as they go through that? Or you can even look out, make it personal for you. Um, in your maybe season of that, what was helpful for you from yeah. others? What did you learn from others? How did you guide guide others in that? Uh, anything you want to maybe recommend as leaders navigate that question? Yeah, I would even consider um,
1: if you have your own journey to share in there. Mm-hmm. But also notice that the, the way that this question is framed and how... Um, you manage this part of the conversation either creates a safe space where, where people going down the line, they go like, okay, we're creating a space where we recognize that people are going through this and it's okay. And if they do it in this room, it's okay. Yeah. Or if it becomes one of those dis, um, removal validation of somebody's process yeah. and it yeah. feels like it's, uh, it's tense, mm-hmm. then it could really quickly pull somebody into that. Well, I'm doubting, but I'm going to hide now because right. in this room, we we're not open to to engaging in that kind of conversation. So I, I would encourage you to really think about the atmosphere as you enter this portion of the conversation. Cause yeah. it is, it might get a little personal yeah. and you so. want to leave that safe space for people to feel comfortable to ask those questions in this yeah. room.
0: Yeah. And we want it to, yeah. and it should. Oh my yeah. goodness. In my own group, I, I want my group to be personal, not just telling stories that we hear, but like, yeah. Yeah. Because That's when he like said, you said like when somebody retreats, in that space,
1: they, it's it's really easy for them to get into the well. I'm just going to depart because it's they're they're
0: removing themselves from the community of people totally. who can help them wrestle with that question. Yeah, and I tell you, like in my own life, the way that others have treated me through that, and how I've been on the other giving in of treating others through that is, it's often not been the. And we should we should have a, a reason for the faith that we believe and mm-hmm. be able to defend it, and have really thoughtful answers to the questions that people ask that, that all day long, we, we should have that. I think, unfortunately, one of the reasons that people do walk away is because they can be an environment. Yeah. My questions were welcomed, but I didn't get any answers. Yeah. That's equally very unhelpful. Yeah. But it's in the context of the relationship and having the discernment in, in that process, because it can be really powerful with someone to say, man, that is a great question. And I know for me, that's been really helpful when someone says, I have had that question and mm-hmm. I, I, haven't th- I don't think I've gotten the answer to that question, yeah. but why don't we look at it together? Yeah. Let's, let's examine the scriptures. Let's read the book together Right. versus a, oh, wow. I can't believe you didn't get that thing figured out by now. Or, hey, why don't you go figure that out on yourself and then, and then let me know? It's like, no, let me get in it with you. Yeah. Let's form a relationship around it. Grace, truth, and relationship. Totally. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. And then we go into the look at, the look in. Um, and in here, we look at um, three of the five categories. Again, doubting, resting intellectually with aspects of what you believe, disentangling, separating unbiblical beliefs from your faith, and disenculturating, separating cultural expressions from your faith. And then this is where we want to ask, okay, great, in these different areas, um, where have you been challenged or experienced growth in these areas? What would it look like or what did it look like for you to keep Jesus as your foundation as you hold on to him and wrestle through those current questions? So when you look at those three different categories of doubting, disentangling, disenculturating, where have you experienced growth? Where where have you where have you been challenged? And then of course here, this is where you're gonna get into the the real mm-hmm. the real talk of it. Like where are you currently at, currently at with it. Yeah. And we wanna hold those things with such graciousness and and kindness and never overreacting to, to people's doubts. Yeah. And to show them that, man, there are there are um orthodox ways to think about many of the questions that we would bring into the conversation. I mean, I think about a question that came up and it always comes up in my reader group but it came up again in my reader group about um genesis one to three how do we read and understand and interpret genesis yeah and some may have grown up in a, in a space where it was maybe only one one way there was only one singular interpretation about about that and you come to understand that actually there's an orthodox way to think about genesis and creation um eschatology how and when jesus is going to come back yeah there are orthodox varying ways to think about that. And um, I think that often that could be a great place for people to understand, like, okay, th- there may not be a single dogmatic way to think about certain issues. Yeah. We would put in level three, level two issues. Yeah. And um, that there's there's a robust way that we can think, think about those yeah. things. Yeah. 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 What would you say on these three areas, maybe learnings that you've you've had where you'd want to encourage people? Yeah. I th-
1: I, I think the framework that I used in my mind was to think about um, my faith is a house. Mm-hmm. And uh, to really look and say, what is the foundation that cannot be moved? Yeah. A really great house has a very solid foundation. And regardless of any questions you have about, you know, a floorboard that creaks or whatever, mm-hmm. the foundation is solid. And yeah. so um, really helping people set their gra- their foundation on Jesus is Lord, yeah. you know, the Trinity, the the things that are just You've these these are the tenets of what it means to believe in Jesus and Christ. But then look at the rest of the house. And if somebody's going like, I don't know about this room right now, yeah. The question is, hey, what do you still believe about Jesus? Right. Can yeah. you build from the foundation up and not help them take a hammer to the cornerstone that is who Jesus is, totally. you know? Yeah. Um and those that returning to the foundation often helps yeah. helps me at least get through. Some of these big questions not escaping them or pushing them back but saying i can answer these questions with the foundation in mind that's right
0: yeah yeah and lean into jesus not away from jesus any community in that yep you know as eric says in his message jesus isn't an idea to to deconstruct he's a person to enjoy yeah so it's a beautiful presence yeah you know i often think about um is it matthew 28 um uh after jesus is resurrected and he's about to ascend to the father and of course, we know the Great Commission: Go mm-hmm. therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of Jesus, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded to you. But we often miss what happens right before that mm-hmm. when Jesus appears to now the eleven disciples. Yeah, we're talking about the resurrected Jesus. Yeah, like he's embodied form and resurrected form appearing to the eleven because Judas 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 has departed. Mm-hmm. And what is it? What does it say? The eleven saw them. Some believed, and, and some did, and some doubted. Yeah. And then the next thing it says is. Jesus came near to them, Mm -hmm. came near to them. And then he says, go therefore, go therefore. There's so much beauty in that. Like the resurrected Jesus, those that followed him were closest to him and they see him and some still doubted. And what does Jesus do? It's the same thing he does to Thomas. You know, great. Put your hands in my, feel the scars, feel the wounds. It says he draws, he draws near to them and he doesn't like quantify or qualify them. Okay. Doubters on this side. (laughs) You know, the rest of you we'll on this decide. side, I'm okay. going to show off to you yeah. guys that have got it all figured out in certainty, go, yeah, go therefore. No, he says to all of them mm. that we're discipling and following under him. No. We're practicing under Jesus. Even those that doubted go. Yeah. <laughs> like that's crazy. And
1: that's a beauty of the community that, that Jesus is building for, by his believers is yeah. that You don't have to be perfect. That's you don't right. have to have perfect theology. You don't have to have every single question answered. It's the availability mm-hmm. and the willingness to draw near. And let him draw near that will change you and help you change others around yeah. you. Um, and just so, so if you have that, if you have that question still, and you're wrestled with it, know that Jesus is still
0: looking at you and say, you're my child. Totally. And yes. I think there's another thing about don't make your doubts like paralyze you yeah. either, right? Like Jesus knows, go and be sent on mission and teach and disciple others yeah. because in doing so, like it's actually going to add vibrancy to your faith. Mm-hmm. Like stay on the front lines and be activated and see me move and work, even though you may not have everything figured out. Yeah, and it's actually going to embolden your faith even more. Yeah, there, there's just so much beauty in it. Yeah. So, really rich conversation. Get into it with your groups this week. Love them. Um, love the conversation here. Um, join us for doubting my doubts workshop uh, here at Irvine after eleven thirty service. Sign up for a serve opportunity. Um, great things happening. Mimyoki, thanks for joining us, man. All the way from North County, San Diego. Always a pleasure. All right, guys. Stay safe out in the rain, and we'll see you soon.